Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. for sports as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some forex. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. Henry, I hope you've dry cleaned your Camilla You've got your iPhone 12 Pro ready and you've got portrait mode on because where are we going today? Sorry, man. I'm just downloading the Neuron app. Oh, sorry. Because um, um, I'm at West can End. You, can we do limes together? Like if I get a lime, can I like order you a lime or? See, here's the problem. Do we walk? No, we don't walk. We, we don't. We do not walk. Oh, Sarah's in heels. Sarah's in heels. Oh, of course. Sarah's, as in Sarah's heels, she has heels for, for feet. She yeah. doesn't have toes, so she finds yeah. it. She she and born. funnily enough, she's dating Ian Healy, who um mm. hates to walk as well. It's Sarah's heels. It's insane that she is dating Ian Healy as a woman. We don't talk about it enough. It's a medical miracle as that a woman she was of born color. a woman of color, born with heels and and no feet, which is an insane and thing. And ears to for eyes. She's this kind of <laughs> when she says mutant. she's all <laughs> she says she's all ears. She's telling the truth. You know Picasso's later works. She's got a bit of that vibe about. It. She's got Absolutely. a real cubism look to it. <laughs> but where are we taking her, Henry? Sarah Healy, um, whether it's on a line, whether it's on a neuron, or whether it's down that elevator from West, uh, from New Farm, yeah. those cliffs. Those are two elevators. Oh yeah, one at each end. Yeah, one of them. Well, there's three actually. One of them is Willy Wonka's great glass elevator, but uh, mm. that's just for the kids who drown in the beer. Grandpa, we're going to get an Aperol Spritz. <laughs> at Howard Smith. Smith Wolves. Oh, it's been a long time coming, Henry. And I do think Howard Smith Wolves has the uh, potentially dubious honour of being the first individual nightlife place we've spoken about. Obviously, we've talked about areas that have bars, but we've decided to give HSW its own episode, which is a mark of respect. An element of Brisbane that's only really been around since 2018. It is so excited that John Howard, Steve Smith, and uh, Boats got together and they were like, we need to make a venue. We need to put oh, our conjoined powers together. He said, oh, work choices. I should have been meaner to refugees. Steve Smith was like, oh, I just want a bat. And the wolves were like, hello, we're poor. Hello, hello, how good's Boats? But yes, it's very exciting. Uh, now, boat orgy tonight. Oh God, what an incredible boat orgy, bring, Henry! Bring an anchor. There's so much going in Howard Smith Wharves. Mm. It's basically, to me, it is still basically one venue. I know, and we'll use the distinctions of Percival's and Felons and Grecker and Felons Beer Hall and everything. But at the end of the day, it's all one venue, all owned by the same people. But I tell you what, mate, what a venue! It's a precinct. It's a precinct. It's a, it's a true self-contained entertainment precinct. Tell you what, Brisbane's probably going to get some more of those when Queen's Wharf happens. Uh, but mm. before we get too much into... We're not going to do Wikipedia. No. Mainly because we looked at the Wikipedia page of Howard Smith Wharves and it's just about like, about like the actual wharves. It's almost a step-by-step guide to the heritage process. Yeah. It and sort of stops in 2009. And if you know we're saying a Wikipedia page is boring. Oh, God, yeah. You better believe it's boring. It sort of put Henry and I to sleep. We were tempted not to do this episode because it was that boring. Then we had the masterstroke of, hang on, let's just talk about influences, beers, and booty. Yeah. (laughs) Boats. Booty. Boats. Beers. And hose. Are you having a smoking studio, mate? I'm not. (laughs) Oh, it's first cigarette. (coughs) 
<laughs> Why are you having a smoke in my room? Oh, man. I'm not addicted, just, Brett. Eh? I'm just thinking about the smoky paprika you can get on the chips at the <laughs> wall. <laughs> That's a know. great point. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, a bit of housekeeping, Henry, for our lovely, loyal listeners. Our un-Pakistanis who are keen. Our kings, queens, mm. royals. Our royals. Never be royals. Always be un-Pakistanis. This will be the miscreants. Oh, God. Well, um, this isn't the miscreants. This is unpacking this is, Brisbane. This is but, not the miscreants. But if you like unpacking Brisbane, you're probably going to like the miscreants because Henry and I are in it. Uh, if I'm I don't in, have a stroke. Henry's in a couple of different plays. Miscreants is basically just this fantastic comedy show mm. where you do three or four short plays. Henry's written one. It's dead funny. If you you know, if you find this episode funny, you're really going to find the miscreants funny. You've just you know, beers and Australiana and a bit of everything. Yeah. Um, but the miscreants and doing that line of comedy has got Henry and I so busy that there's not going to be an episode next week. Yeah, we're in the theatre all of next week. The shows start on Wednesday and then they go all the way to Saturday. Uh, $20 for a ticket, by the way. It's pretty affordable stuff. So, and you're getting a good chunk of uh, dramatic mm. comedy absurdism. It's, it's, very, it's very silly. It's Monty Python meets Samuel Beckett meets... Bits of Saturday Night Live meets, meets bits of like Ken Peel, Auntie Donna, The Mighty Boosh. Yeah. It's a bit, it's it's a lot of bit fun. of everything. We really, we really are proud of meets what we've Craig put McLaughlin, Yeah, in a way, he's the biggest influence. Oh, he's the biggest influence on this show. Moan. Uh, but if you're gutted by the fact that Henry and I won't be returning next week, we'll be back on. Uh, I want to say like the 19th. Something like that. We'll be back, yeah, the we'll week be back on the 19th. So but, no um, no episode next week, but please, please, in lieu of that episode, get a ticket. Yeah. The 11th it's of the 14th. It's basically like us doing a live show. Yeah. Except that instead of talking about, well, we sort of do talk about like Brisbane. A lot of Brisbane references. Oh, actually, there is, oh, there's a huge amount of Brisbane references. Oh, it's still a very We're Brisbane just Henry and I show. not playing Henry and Joe. Yeah. We're playing characters who, particularly my character, is a lot like me. You, you do also play a character called Joe in one of the plays. That's true. So come along. Who is All loosely be based on me. Yeah, yeah, it's very. This is a fucking legend. In the play I wrote, Joe has uh, the probably lead comic role, and and I was like, just, just, just do you, just be yourself, just, do, just do yeah. it. The miscreants are a group of incredibly talented actors, and any role I've ever had, the only instruction is Joe, just be, just be yourself. <laughs> do a bit of Joe. The only direction I get is more Joe or less Joe. Yeah, yeah. Um, dial but, it down or dial it up. So it's we're not- very. Very excited for that. Come along next week. It opens next week. We're going to be in the theatre mm. all of next week, getting ready, preparing for it. So come along from Wednesday to Saturday. Get a ticket. It's and even be sooner than being in the theatre. We're it's, going to be called in... The we are the miscreants of the group. Yeah. The show is called We Found a Bag of Cash. Yeah. It's a backdoc arts. Plenty of detail on our socials. Now, we're not just going to be in the theatre next week, Henry. No. We're going to be in the recording studio this very weekend. I am so excited. And to be honest, I can't wait to show the Unpakistanis who've been listening since lockdown when we had our mate Hamish over because we were only allowed to have one friend over and we came up with a band on air. I can't wait to show everyone the songs we've written. Now, we're going into the studio this weekend. Now, the studio is the... Person accommodating us has a name of note yes. from memory. The recording engineer. Some thought he was retiring <laughs> from engineering. Uh, for a bloke who loves rugby league, our recording engineer's name is Cameron Smith. Yep. Now, I've met him before and I'm like 99% sure it's not the Cameron Smith. We can't. But we can't. He's not playing sure. Origin. The yep. NRL season's over. Maybe it is the real Cameron Smith. He did ask us to bring a referee for him to yell at if he needs to yeah, get a bit, let out a bit of steam. Oh, sir, they were just out here. They've been doing it all day, these bass riffs. They, it's just been happening. Sir, it's the drums. Sir. <laughs> sir, we need more of them. Sir. Oh, oh sir, come on. Cameron Vocals. Smith as a captain seems to be shaping the album itself. It's not just that it's this album. He's changing the game of music in many ways. It's incredible. 
Uh, but I would like to hear from our listeners some suggestions for the album cover. Yeah. Because we have the album title and track list locked down, but I don't know what the cover should be. So if you've got, you know, if, you've, if you're a bright spark with Photoshop or anything or even you want to send us a message, what do you think the album cover should be? Bands about Brisbane. Fantastic. Maybe it'll be a picture of the Howard Smith Wharves. I highly doubt it, but that's a segue. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. And how exciting it is, Henry, to talk about HSW. Now... This whole show is basically going to be contemporary Howard Smith Wolves. But let's get this out of the way first. It's a huge game changer to the Brisbane landscape. A night out, or an even more likely an afternoon out in Brisbane, or a nice lunch, or a late beer, has not looked the same since the Howard Smith Wolves opened. So, at its heart, Henry, I've got to ask, do you like it? I do. I do like it. Defend. I'm... Show your work. Show my working. I tired of it for a time. I think it became... Can I guess when? Yeah. June 2019 to February 2020. Yeah. It's, it's like when, anything. It's when it's, I wasn't in Brisbane. Yes. <laughs> you being in Dublin. <laughs> you just tired of... Took the spark away. <laughs> you were the smith to my Howard. Howard. And without us together, it was not a war. It was not a war anymore. It was just a bar. It was a bar. No, I think for me... It's, it's a positive in that, as you've said, it's changed the entertainment landscape of Brisbane. It's left every single person with a cousin or friend visiting from <laughs> Melbourne or Sydney with something to do. because they, Even Noosa. I've had a lot of cousins from Noosa who, they're blown away by Howsmith Wolves and rightfully so. There's nothing like it in a Melbourne or a Sydney or a Noosa. It's the safest bet. It has brought us into that, you know, for years we've heard the, it's the new world city. Brisbane's a new world city. And we'd scoff at it a little bit. Very self-deprecating. Yeah. We'd be like, what? Are you going to go to South Bank and like go to Archive or something? Like, this where is, do you this entertain is, people at the new world city? I'd say, and I don't think Sydney is a metric for success. There's a lot of things I don't like about Sydney. I think Howard Smith Walls has pulled us into the Sydney-Melbourne game more than anything else. I, I agree. think it's sitting there. Particularly you, you, it I, has a Sydney Harbour vibe. It has a Sydney Harbour that, vibe. That's a and great point. And I would say something I would say as to why it is that, not only is it obviously you're on water, expensive drinks, a lot of glamorous people around. It's also the fact that the city's most iconic icon, iconic icon, is in front of your face. Iconic landmark? Iconic landmark is probably what I meant. <laughs> no, I meant it's most land icon. <laughs> I mean, iconic icon works. I mean, whatever. Story Bridge. You can see the Story Bridge. Bradfield Highway. And in the harbour, you can see the Opera House. Opera House. So, and like the Sydney Bridge. Yeah. Not as iconic. Pretty iconic. Not as, not as much as ours, mate. Oh, no, that's fair. Defend yourself. House of Opera. House defend. Of, uh, I can sing. Whenever sing. someone says an opinion now, just, all right, defend. Defend. Justify. <laughs> Justify. But yeah, I think I think that's a big thing for me. It's just that it's, yeah, it, it, is, uh, it is a game changer. It's, it's, easy, it's, it's something where it's easy to be like, oh, it's basic now, it's mainstream now. But at its heart, it is that reason for that is because it's very good. Yeah. Some things are popular because they're good. It's just hard to go fun. wrong with alcohol, food, sitted on the water. I think for me, Howsmith Wharves is a testament to the power of getting every little thing right. Yeah. It would have been so easy for them to build some big, hyper expensive shit house like Stokehouse Cube, but it's 500 meters wide on the water because that location meant you're getting people there anyway. The fact they have a brewery on site making their own beers, I love. And the beauty of it, it caters to literally everyone. Like if you want a nice cocktail with the girls or a cocktail with the fellas, 
Percival's is your go. If you want a beer in the sun, felons. You know, we're not trying to shill for Howard Smith Wolves here. Like, my main problem with it is, like, it's it's very basic. I also think quietly their beers aren't great. But they are doing what so few other things in Brisbane do and what Australia in general struggles with. They're trying. They are giving it a go. They are risking the tall poppy syndrome that we love in this country and they're giving it a go. And we'll talk about this more later, but with Queens Wharf on the horizon as well, I've long said the Brisbane of 2030 will be unrecognisable to anyone who lived here in 2010. I reckon we are in for a Brisbane that looks completely different, mate. Because if we just keep building up these sort of precincts on the river, we're going to have an entertainment vein that just runs through the middle of the yeah. city. And we right already now do you have walk that. There's not that much of the river that isn't utilised for entertainment. But, but, but there's a big that, difference between walking from felons to like Fridays and being able to walk from felons to like a, another equally good riverside bar. It's also like for that me, Eagle Street strip doesn't do it for me. If you'd have wound about the clocks five years from now and said, if you were to make another big entertainment precinct along the river in Brisbane, where would you put it? I probably would have been like, um, there's nowhere to put it. But no you, way. Yeah. You're right. Why Why have you got a time machine? It would have been like maybe but, that Kangaroo Point Park, but also there's too much public space. Like I guess you could develop like bits of Murray. I don't know. But now <laughs> I'm like, why was that hidden in plain sight for so long? Oh my God. I guess because it was so industrial and wharfy, as we yeah, saw on that wharf. terribly boring Wikipedia page. Yeah. But I probably would have- Did it in ever- essence take a flood to bring about the HSW as we know now? Maybe. Like if bits of it didn't get torn away, maybe that was just like, all right, guys, now it's a fucking eyesore. Mm. Mr. Percival was a Greg sailor Percival, who yeah. Greg Percival fell off a boat like uh, mm. like Turner did in ah. the original, like Will Turner did Will in Turner. the Curse of the Black Pearl. Do you think? Do you think? Pirates of the do you think Freddie Felon, Petey Percival, yep. Grace Grecker, mm. and um, Chow Puppy? <laughs> Chow Puppy's the one I'm not getting around. <laughs> Chow Puppy. There seems to be a lot of Is it like the four Hogwarts yeah. house founders. <laughs> They're like, Mr. Percival took the attractive ones. <laughs> Mr. Felons took the fun the ones. The jovials. Chow Puppy took the freaks. Chow Puppy took the 16th birthday dinners for three. <laughs> and Greca took the overpriced banquet market. The the Chow Puppy is the one that sticks out for me as they're trying to make it a thing more than I think. Yeah, it's, absolutely. And it's taking off with their target market. I just always think the name's too silly. Ciao, puppy. Ciao, puppy. Yeah. Felons is a perfect name. I'll say this again, though. It does go into this deranged concept in Australian beer where being associated with crime and convicts is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. James Squire being the leading example. But there's a whole bunch of James Squire knockoffs that are like chains and shackles, yep. IPA. Like, there's an obsession with, I mean, I get our convict past, mm. but it doesn't really draw me to a beer. Trialed for murder. <laughs> a hazy IPA for your Sunday afternoon. Uh, yeah, we could get you the uh, convicted rapist sour out pretty quickly. Just you a can't few say no. Jared Baden Klager's, please. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Uh, Just in a glass is fine. Yeah, don't be a Brett Peter Coward, mate. Try the stout. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, another part with it, just before we get into the specific elements, um, is the fact it's still a park. Like, yep. it's still a public space. There's all these bars, there's this massive entertainment precinct, but at its heart, it's a public space where you can go for a jog through, which leads to my favourite dynamic of, like, having a beer at Felons at 5pm, like, either knocking off or it's a Sunday, it's feeling great, and you're watching the most beleaguered parents walk by with eight kids in the stroller, fresh from Kenmore. Or just like there's people coming past in active wear. Oh, this is what something I see a lot. Oh, the of active wear frustrates me. Well, I, I feel like a fat bastard. I see this a lot of the wharves. 
is people come past an act of wear, usually a <laughs> pair, fully decked out, going for a walk, clearly meant for exercise. Lululemon. Maybe, maybe Lululemon indeed. Maybe even exercising on the grass at Felons there and then will make their way over and get themselves like a pint of beer or cider. Yeah. And a lot of the time there is an energy of, oh yeah, why not? Like it wasn't planned. Yeah. If it was planned though, still deranged. I want to go for a jog and then a beer. I can't oh, think yeah. of anything worse. No. Except for that one time you and I played basketball across the road and then went straight to the Caxton with Honey. Yeah, but we were filming The Last Dance. That's true, that's true. Yeah, it's true. We were, we were showing them what uh, Michael Jordan's influence on Australia was and they were like, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. These guys can't play basketball. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The activewear dynamic also shames me. So mm. I find it relieving when they step in and have a pun because I'm like, oh, we're not so different, you and I. All the calories you just burnt, you're getting back that is in your OJ Simpson orange juice sour. Yeah, that is true. I guess there's water and beer, mate. Exactly right. But Henry, now let's take a quick look at more specific elements of Howardsmith Wharves. Mm. Now, I want to talk about your first experience. Yeah. Because we had the same one. We were away in Melbourne for a week towards the end of 2018. We were away for one... No, not even one week. We were away for like six days. And before we'd left, we had had a beer up in the park where we're talking yeah. along the cliffs there at New Henry Farm. and I had uh, Cooper's Green Tallies and brown paper bags. Brown paper bags, baby. awfully suspicious. And we were looking down and it didn't look anywhere near finished. No, there was construction we looking around. Down there was fucking brick and scaffolding and all the buildings. Sort of stuff. hypothesizing, like, gee, that's going to look good in like I would have said like a year or two. Like it looked completely underdone, which does lead into one of their great things of they didn't wait for the whole precinct to be open. They waited for felons to be right, Soft and they life. went for it. I think we forget that at the start of Howardsmith Wharves, it was just felons. Yeah, that was it. They drip fed it really yeah. well. It was good. They kind of soft launched it. They leaked. Mm. Got bits of it out. But Henry and I get back from Melbourne. Mm. It's been six days. All of a sudden, Felons has opened and is a huge scene and limes have just started in Brisbane. I I was in Dublin for seven months. I came back. Nothing had changed. Fucking six days in Melbourne. Everything different. Yeah, it was insane. Absolutely insane. Like the, and then we link up, you know, oh, I'll get a lime to Howard Smith Wolves. That was a sentence I never thought I was going to say. You were big on limes early. Oh, I was huge on limes. You took limes up faster than anyone I've ever seen. I, I, I'm, I'm really glad you say that because I, I think that's true. To, I wouldn't say I took them up. I treated them not like a novelty quicker than anyone, I reckon. You were I, using them for transport. For like genuine yeah. transport. Partly where I worked in the city, like I was always ever, you know, two Ks away from the wharves of the valley. Mm. It always made perfect sense to just rip on a lime, five, six bucks, middle of summer. And I think limes speak to my laziness with walking, but my slight wanting to save money in yeah. like a ten dollar Uber. I think like very on brand for me as well. I was very slow to take up limes because yeah. I was like, "What the? F- I got a fucking an app. I got an app. Yeah, I and think there's, that a, the- there's card, and then yeah. oh, it can't be safe. I'm gonna fall off. I'm <laughs> go. It took me years to learn to ride a bike. Equ- equally, I think my thing of like, oh cool, there's an app. To me, that adds to the excitement. I was just so scared of it. Oh, they are. Fu- they are also fucking fast. Oh, much faster than neurons. I've maxed. I've maxed a lime out at thirty-three. See, neurons you struggle to get above seventeen. Oh, mate, neurons. even going down a hill. I genuinely, I, was, I think a neuron at like twenty once, and I was like, no, it seems ridiculous. I can hate. I think neurons. they're just fatter. They it's like fat. they're chunky. It's also like they saw limes. They go, yep, yeah, we're going to try and take on this already very popular brand. How do we beat it at it, what it's doing well? Oh yeah, make it slower, safer, and harder <laughs> to find. We'll take away all the fun. Um, back but, to the wolves. Back to the wolves, Henry. The last thing I want to say is. I so distinctly remember being there for the first time, ordering a bowl of chips. $9. My eyebrows were... No, it was $10. My eyebrows were raised. Mm. How good can these chips be? 
They bring the chips out. We spot the waiter from about 20 metres away. And as you observed at the time, there were so few chips in the bowl that we could count the amount of chips by the time we reached our table. 12. 12 pitiful little chips. If this was one of those primary school style competitions where the, they've got a big yeah. jar of lollies and it's guess how many guess the jelly You couldn't do that with this bowl of chips. because Everyone would win. You could do it. Now, I have an amazing update. Yeah. Been to the Wolves. We've been to the Wolves a fair bit recently. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, the chips, revolutionary. They're so good now because they've started just committing to fries. They're not doing the big hand-cut Australian steak chips. They're doing fries with paprika and they're getting them right. I think fries are so much harder to get wrong. Mm. I appreciate a big beer-battered, hand-cut, thick potato chip. I like it. I like them more, but holy shit, when in a bowl of them, you're going to get at least seven that are just dense bits of uncooked potato. When, when they're cold, man, they are cold. Oh, yeah. They it just tastes like you're taste eating good. steamed potato. It's just cold fried potato with a fucking film around it. Hard to fuck up a fry. Hard to fuck up a fry. Absolutely brilliant. Shoestring. Uh, Very fun. That leads us in perfectly, Henry, to let's talk about... Oh. You could do this to just help break things up. Getting our, getting our money's worth with that, uh, that desk. Felons. Felons is good. Uh, it's definitely... I'd say if the heart of the place is... Oh, I'm trying to think. I guess Mr. Percival's would be... Mr. Percival's is the ass. It's the ass and the titties. Yeah. But then... I think felons is the heart. The heart. What's the soul? Chow puppy. Chow puppy is the soul. Chow puppy is the soul. No, Chow puppy puppy is the hand that shakes you. I would say the head is Greca. Okay. Because they're very clever at ripping you off. Yeah. With their stupid (laughs) banquet. I like the banquet at Greca. It's an absolute half. I very much like the banquet at Greca. It was was not worth $60. It was. It was worth about $20. That's so untrue. We just paid $20 like earlier for a steak. Yeah, they gave you a bowl of olives, a bit of bread. Oh, we got heaps. A bit of bread. We'll come to Greg. We'll come to Greg. I've got, I've got, I've got my issues. Oh, you jet. I was foreshadowing I think, I think there's an emotional element to Henry's defense of the Greg banquet as well. No, we'll get to Greg. <laughs> I don't think you can get away with criticizing it, but... I liked it long before we went there for what you're talking about. We'll get to Greg. Well, do you prefer the Greg or Ben's banquet? <laughs> felons. Can we talk about felons, please? <laughs> yeah. Um, their beers are okay. I would actually say they're probably the weakest part. But what they've done right is get a good minimum standard of beer. Like, you're never going to feel, like, aggrieved by their pale ale or lager. They're just not, like, amazing. I very much like the graphic design of their cans. Oh, God, yeah. Um, They did a mango IPA once that fucking blew me away. I'm they annoyed they don't do it anymore. Their seasonal beers are actually very good. They did a watermelon sour. Oh, yeah. Did a watermelon? No, I think it was a... It was, it was a guava. kiwi fruit or oh, something. Kiwi fruit, yeah. It was, it was an offbeat fruit. That Very was great. Oh, I actually think, yeah, their seasonal beer is better. But the main reason I want to talk about beer at Felons is they've just started in COVID the remote ordering system. You know, you sit down, scan a QR code, order, pay on your phone, comes over to your table. Now, great system, but it always leaves me on edge about what if my order gets lost because it has happened to me. And so I went to Felons. I ordered a beer. Came in about two minutes. Great. Then uh, yeah, five minutes later, I'm the man. I'd finished my beer. I decide to have another beer. Now, this beer, probably about 10 minutes went on and I hadn't seen any side of it. No right. beer. And and I decided, all right, I'm going to go up, go ask someone what happened to my beer because, you know, you got the email receipt and everything. I go up. Actually, friend of the show, Ella, is there. Uh, and I was like, oh, hey, I, um, I ordered this beer 10 minutes ago. Uh, it hasn't come. And she checks all the little receipts they have and she was like, oh, you're right. It's not here. No worries. Uh, I'll pour it for you. 
Step one of my great scam. I ordered a schooner. She poured me a pint as a bit of a sorry. Amazing. I get back to my table. What do I see there but the schooner of beer that I'd ordered? So I accidentally timed the scam to utter perfection. The reason the receipt wasn't there is because it was already out to the table, but I'd gotten up and left before it had been delivered to the table. Masterstroke. I'm not saying anyone else does this. This was completely unintentional for me. But also it's a great sign of their good bloke nature that they're just sort of willing to take me at face value of like, oh, my beer hasn't come. Yeah, Most crimes are unintentional. Good job. That's great. I love it. I love a swindle. I don't think it's a crime. It's not stealing. It's no. just swindle. Now, what probably is a crime is, uh, and the big flaw of having these QR code ordering systems oh, yeah. is when you get drunk. Ollie. Ollie. Yeah. Drunk friend of the show. Good bloke, Ollie. Just ripping them off the table. Yeah, they could be ripped off. Yeah. Just Again, we're not encouraging people doing this, but the little remote ordering QR code buzzer thing, it can be ripped off. We own a square pay, famously. It's how we sell our T-shirts. Yeah, it's how we steal money from our housemate Jack when he's asleep. We just well, punch in 100 bucks for the square pay, tap his card, away you go. You've raised what I was going to say of whether there would be the potential to just get someone's wallet or oh. especially if they've got their card on their phone just to give it the double tap of the side button, try to get some face ID, wadanga, and whack it on that thing because it is very similar to a square pay in that... Once you're there and once the phone is in contact... There's, there's no, there's no but, pin but, number. There's, no, no, there's no. no check. No, it's great. No, very good. Very good. They adapted to COVID well, I think. Yeah. Great, a general- for probably the biggest venue in Brisbane. They've handled it with grace and aplomb. Uh, now, just the other thing is they have a pirate ship there that Henry and I took shelter in the rain once. Oh, yeah. Um, just a random thing for a big popular beer garden to have. But I want to see more pirate ships. Do you think that's a relic of the old wharves? Do you think that might have been a ship that used those wharves? It does no, look too much like a fake one. But I think it's an homage. Yeah, cool. And kids are allowed to play on it. Mm. But come like 10pm on a Saturday, there's no kids, so we got to hide in there, which was an absolute blast. Mate, when the kids are asleep, the adults... We'll weep. We'll weep. With tears fun, of rain. Tears of tears of fun. Now, Henry, I hope yeah, you've got that, your... That, what happened there? Remember we like went in... Because it started absolutely pelting down. It was down. bucketing and we went in there and then we heard these other guys coming up. Like a group of like 30-year-old... They were like pretty old, yeah. Real estate Probably types. a little bit older, actually. I, I, I remember thinking they looked like they probably had kids. They came in and we did like a fake pirate thing with them. I think we yelled, I think we yelled, oh, we're all drugless. So we yelled at them... Mutiny! Get off yeah. the ship! Walk the plank! Ha ha ha! And they immediately just they got like, onto it. Hey, one of them drew, one of them drew a fake fellow. sword. Yeah. I was like, "Who goes there? Who calls our name?" And we were like, Great oh. And I think we were judging them coming in, and be like, "Here's some basic Here's bros who aren't going to get our yeah. pirate gear." Oh, they're they've one up us. They with got the improv it. on the pirate gear. They're better at it. Shit. They got it all in one. They were awesome. Um, but that's yeah, that's about it on felons for me, Henry. So I hope you've got your Instagram open. Yeah. Because now we're going to talk. About Mr. Percival's. This place is divisive. Extremely. This place has become the new... I'm trying to think what it was before because I wanted to say Blackbird. River or, bar? Bit of a Jade Buddha river bar in the. Probably not Jade Buddha. It's a lot nicer. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's just something I was going to say is the go-to punchline for making yeah. fun of basic people. Being um, like, oh, yeah, you're going to put on your button up and have it done all the way hard to your belly button hot on your heels and go to Mr. Percival. <laughs> you know, whatever. Things that I can imagine I'd myself. Never say saying. that to their face because you'll get fucking owned. No. They'll hit you with a duh, duh, duh. They'll hit me with a duh, duh, duh. Uh, you know, I've only ever been to Percival's like three times. Yeah, I haven't been much. Like, it's funny, I've been in the precinct so often. They're so little. Um, don't they have like a DJ that stands on top of a pile of drinks or some shit? Basically. So it's what it <laughs> I've is. I've never is. seen it. I've never been to Percival's later than like nine. 
Yeah, what it is, is it's you go into the bar and it's a circular bar. The bar is in the round and then in the middle of it, they have this almost pyramid structure That's right. of all their spirits and drinks. It's very cool. And then in the middle of that, must be some sort of secret door. I don't imagine it's that secret. But the DJ... I think you have it's to... It's hard to see. You have to prove you're a DJ before that door reveals itself. Like, like I'm a DJ. Like requirement. Oh, yeah. And like, oh, my God, he knows his Get stuff. In. Get in, mate. He's like, oh, yeah, you want to see if the door will reveal itself to me? I was in the gutter with the birdie scheming girl. Is that Rose's Imna Beck remix by St. John? <laughs> you have the... And then the door just is like, oh. Reveals itself next to a <laughs> bottle of Absolute. It's like, but how did you know that? And he's like, oh, Avicii talks in his sleep. <laughs> Parcel tongue joke. It's very funny. <laughs> Avicii's dead, man. Um, is he? Avicii? You know Avicii is oh, dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, it was a huge- I meant to say Kygo. It was the- I, <laughs> I meant to say Kygo. Believe me, Kygo's alive. He's alive and he's making the same no, song no, 90 times. If, he, if Kygo's dead and he's a state of releasing the same song over and over, it'd be- No, 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 no that, Absolutely no They're making a killing off his memory. And just some 80s song It's like Talking away I don't know what That's like Percival's Percival's play a lot of Kygo They would play a lot of Kygo But yeah The DJ goes in And then the DJ Also just astoundingly high Oh it's very When you look up You're like Oh there's a fucking DJ Up there in the sky Now I um Most interesting part About Percival's Henry Is it was shot and there was an attempted fire there. Now, there's always been whispers of maybe a little bit of organised crime had a role. Uh, and, and I know someone who will go nameless who, uh, you know, yeah, basically works there. And any time I've inquired about the shooting at Percival's, they go tight-lipped. Mm. They've got, now, maybe they just genuinely don't know what happened. Mm. But I think, I think in about 10, 15 years, we're going to find out why bullets hailed into the bottles of Moe. Yeah. It's pretty full on. So here it was. Influencers just... There was no one there at the time, by the way. Like, it wasn't... No. No one was hurt. There were no influencers. Imagine if, like, a big influencer got shot in it. How big of a Brisbane scandal that I couldn't be? name you a big influencer. I oh, mean, I guess I, my go-to is always, like, Izzy Gray and Matty Edwards and Mitch yeah. Wayne. Now, I don't I've, want like, to... never heard of those people. It'd be horrible if any of them got shot. I'm just It'd saying be horrible if, be... like, not an influencer got shot as well, like a person. It wouldn't be as sad. <laughs> if... <laughs> It certainly wouldn't be as sad. It's just some ugly commoner got shot. If someone with like 600 followers got shot, there would just practically speaking, there would be less sad people than if a 13K got shot. That's probably fair. 13K is not even an influence. No, that's not that much. It's just like a a fairly popular person with a bit of a presence. I think Manscaped have like almost 500K followers. I thought they have like a million. I don't think so. Ah. I think it's that's as many company. They get a follower for each pube they get rid of. Oh, yeah. So they're getting closer. Well, yeah, you are, they're not, they're not an individual me, person. Anyway, this is an ABC article from the time. Mr. Percival's bar on Brisbane River hit by gunshots weaker, weeks after being firebombed. Shots have been fired at a bar on the Brisbane River that was firebombed on December 21. The shots came from a boat on the river oh. about 2 a.m. on Monday and were aimed at Mr. Percival's bar at Howard Smith Wharves under the Story Bridge, Queensland police have said. Now, drive by in a boat... Is fucking mm. next level bond. Imagine getting shot up by a boat. It Something is so, so jack. I, I not, want to believe this is a cool cruisy. Uh, see, I'm like thinking thirty footer, not a dinghy. I'm thinking a titty. I'm thinking <laughs> a rubber ducky. <laughs> pew, pew. 
or like those banana adventure boats. It's like, hold mm. still, I need to aim. And he's like, whoa. Oh, I'm thinking it was the aqueduct. <laughs> it came all the way from the Gold Coast and the big aqueduct just da, 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 oh revealed itself. Oh my God, itself. I shot at the aqueduct and learned oh, that they were serving sh- duck at Greca. They were like, not on my watch. <laughs> yeah. The mighty aqueducts. But yeah, please confirm the shots were fired from a boat carrying three to four people. So it could be a dinghy. Because if it was oh. a big speedboat that you're talking about, a big organised crime yacht, yeah. they're having a few more extras on there to watch the shooting. No, they're having a no, few no, more body. No, you're rolling with a tight crew. You're rolling with four. No, dude. Mate, I think Henry, I, I don't want to reveal it on air, but trust me, you're rolling with a tight crew. Fuck. <laughs> well, acting detective inspector Mate, Steve Hatton's going to hear about you're this. You're going to roll with a tight crew. He said members of the public were not deliberate targets. That's good. At this How point, many people were there in the crew in heat, mate? There like, was like four? like four. Yeah. Okay. They didn't have a boat though. No, but they had like two trucks and two ambulances. If Robert De Niro's character in Heat had access to a boat, he would have been bringing all the mates. <laughs> Everybody knew. Christopher Everyone. Walken would have been there. People were coming along. Sorry, John Voigt rather. John Voigt. We were wor- uh, the CEO. Howard Smith Wolf CEO Luke Fraser released a statement saying an incident occurred at Mr. Percival's when it was closed and shots were fired around 2am from the river. Safety is our top priority. Imagine being a bar and having to come out as the CEO and just clarifying that you didn't want people to get <laughs> shot there. Now, obviously, we like people to pour shots, but being shot is a completely different story entirely. The only shots we want are fireball, not firebombs. Yeah, very interesting. What do you reckon, bikies? Yeah, that was the whisper. Um, debt. For sure. Just a big unpaid debt. Yeah. From Percival himself. Yeah. Like, oh, Pete Percival didn't. Give me another month. Well, that's that's the brand. I've only got to sell six more margaritas ah. and that'll get us a K. <laughs> I'm going to get it to you. I'll get it to you, bray. I'll get yeah. Percivalis. Now, on a, on a different tack with Percival Henry, we had a funny experience there recently where... Awkward Mr. one. Miss Percival's is really busy. Always. At all times. Heart of, optimi- heart of optimism is... Except uh, when it gets shot. After George's hurt. birthday. Yeah. Least 30 of us. 25.30. Yeah. 5 p.m. Saturday at Percival's busiest time. We just march up to the front door and we just go, look, is there any chance we could get 30 people in? And Lucas Eckersley on the door. Who works there? Works there. Loveliest bloke. Knows us. I've never seen a look in a man's eyes more where he just knows there's no fucking chance. Yeah. But you've got to say... Oh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, we'll try. Just, I've got your number. I'll, I'll give you a call if it frees up. Mate, it's not freeing up till 2am when people are fucking shooting it. <laughs> it was so funny. The ambition to oh, ask for 30 people. But we, it was awkward though. There were a few members. Your ex was yeah, there. Yeah, my ex was there. She was inside. Henry's nemesis. An enemy of mine was An there. An enemy of Henry's. He it was, was really, you know, I'm glad uh, we did. Did they see us? I couldn't remember. A few people did. Okay. A few people did. It was really the inverse of our group. It was, the dark side was there. Yeah. It was... Um, Anakin, Obi Obi Wan, the Emperor was there. Yeah, Gollum was there, yeah. but Smeagol was with us. <laughs> just, all just different franchises. <laughs> Simpson was with us, but his donkey was with them. Bart Bizarre. Simpson was with them, <laughs> but we had Homer. But yes, but Dole. no. Percival's oh, influence Dole, capital. Book. Yeah, but you know where else you can get a beautiful photo, Henry? Mm. At the Law Ball. Yeah, we were the first, the Law Society. Yeah, like the, the first function. First university yeah. ball to go to House Smith Wolves. And we had a, the public did not receive the ball well in 2018. Um, so in 2019, it was just like, we got to we gotta get this ball right. Pull out all the stops. And that's another great testament to the Wolves that when you're like, 
fuck, we've got to pull the nuclear option and get the best place we can. Yeah. The obvious choice was Howard Smith Wharves. It's the, it's always the option. And we so we went along and we're not going to tell this story in full, but effectively, Joe and I just <laughs> like strong-armed and thrifty negotiated our way into being able to perform the Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga hit Shallow on stage at the Law Ball with the band. And this is before, well before the Mangroves, before I'd say... Like, for example, no one realised I was going to play guitar. Yeah, not many like, I think it. everyone thought this is just a piss take where the boy's basically going to do karaoke in front of a room of 1,200 people. We rehearsed. So a lot of people were pretty off it and thought it was very arrogant. Some very close friends. The uh, word's self-indulgent. Got the word's around. staggeringly self-indulgent. But I'll tell you what, mate. Those opening chords ring, ring out. The Probably about 600 people ran inside. It was a lot of fun. It is up there with the best moment of my life. It's it's maybe the best. And I think it's probably the best moment so of my life. It was so triumphant because so many people didn't think it was good. Well, we go ran on. like a two-week social media campaign, posting yeah. every day, being like doing it in a public appeal of... We were casting the Law Society as the villains, being like, yeah. it's fucked that they're not letting us play. This is a matter How of freedom they of not speech. Let us play. This is suppression of artistic yeah. expression. If they have any spine left, <laughs> the UQLS will let Joe and I perform shallow at the Law Ball. And we had like propaganda posters made and stuff. We it's just really casted intense. it this, as this political struggle. Oh yeah, we made a political video. We made a video. We made a but it helped as well because Henry and I, we, we knew a couple of people in the band. And they were like, oh, yeah, man, Shallow's an easy song. Get up and play it if you want. Yeah, it was great. But I felt bad because uh, I broke two strings on the guitarist's guitar. And they still had more of a set to go. Oh, I still had like two hours to play. So he just had to like sit out the set for a couple of songs while he changed them. Yeah, that Good bloke. Felt bad. But it was a lot of fun. Oh, God, I, I was looking forward to a stage dive. And I still respect myself that I didn't do it. Oh, you could have. Yeah. God, I actually, I'm going to put this out there, Henry. I don't think you'll come across an opportunity for a stage dive like that. <laughs> As I said it. For like... Almost ever. Let next live show. Unpack the starting Help me out. Prove Joe <laughs> wrong. The problem is like Let even, me stage dive again. Even in comedy, like you can't really do that many stage no. dives. <laughs> imagine, imagine if at the, <laughs> at end, the end of, of like loser. a Hughesy show. <laughs> at the end of loser, I'm just like, and anyway, thank you so much, Flood and Galan. You've been incredible. And just run and dive off. <laughs> no one catches you. I've been Will Anderson. Hope you enjoy the Brisbane oh. Comedy Festival. See more shows at the Bauhaus House. Good night. <laughs> well, hopefully, first Mangroves gig. All the beautiful un-Pakistanis in the audience. Yeah. We're all stage diving. Because I'd hate to think I've given up my one and only shot after God, shallow. Actually, I'm gutted you mentioned that. I mean, I couldn't have stage dived because I was playing. Oh, but I could have done that cool thing in like School of Rock where the guitarist yeah. that goes back into the audience. Jack Black had his guitar still strapped yeah, on when he show. jumped into the bang. It needs to be wireless to do it, but it's still amazing. It was a lot but of Yes. Highlight of our life. And it's a beautiful function venue that has now been turned into bizarrely a German-style beer hall. Mm. I assume that's a temporary measure. For Oktoberfest. No, it's permanently like that now. Uh-uh. It's called the Felons Beer Hall. Right. We should go. Okay. I it's a solution that. to the lack of uh, room at Felons. Like there's, it can right. seat another thousand. That's a great idea. Yeah. It's like a Q pack. And it's now- like A Q, Q pack of We've beer. had our other beers. Yeah. We've had our photos. Let's have dinner after a word from our sponsor, us. I love my balls. How good are my balls? I love it when my balls look good. Henry, this show is so proudly brought to you by Manscaped. 
Yeah. The technological investments in below-the-belt grooming technology, Henry, are like nothing I've ever seen. We've gotten a great response from Pakistanis so far. People have been reaching out, saying they bought it, saying they love it. I want everyone to be able to get in on this. Don't be left behind in the dust. It's 20% off with discount code Brisbane. Henry and I have been loving it. I've got to say, mate, we've had them for probably about three weeks now. Yeah. God, it it's a bit of a game-changer to, to feel good down there. Like... I don't feel real- good, but feel clean. I didn't realise how bad it had gotten. No, me neither. We're talking about Howard Smith wharves, and fellas, if you're going to the wharves, you, you're gonna, you know, if you're going to the wharves and you're single, ladies, if you're going to the wharves and you're single, you know, you reckon you might be walking away with, with a, with a squeeze. Mm. <laughs> if you reckon you're going to pull at the wharves, maybe just think about whether uh, cleaning up would be a good idea. And Manscaped can help you do that. They've got a charging stand where you can show your mower off loud and proud because the intelligently designed stand <laughs> is a convenient charging dock powered by mm. USB. Now, now, you might think it's weird that I've chosen to talk about <laughs> the charging stand today, but it's not weird at all because without the charging stand, it's not charged. I'm a big and fan. And without it charged, you can't charge. No. Down uh, to your balls for a shot. And I'm a big fan of the fact that Mangra, uh, that uh, Manscaped just clearly focused so hard on the rare technology of... A stand which doubles as a charger because mm. no one's ever had a cordless landline. That's no, exactly <laughs> right. But it does look like that. And Henry, I got to say, quarantine, everything was getting out of hand. Halloween, it was looking spooky down there. Mm. Mate, we're in November and I got to say, it's such a relief. I didn't realise, and you know, I'll be honest with my listeners here, I didn't realise how sweaty my pubes got. Yeah. Like it, it, it's... And it's a waterproof. You feel like it's you're floating on air fine. now. Like it's, oh, it's a great feeling. And you know, yeah. men, ladies... I've heard quietly the razor's great for like shaving your legs or like your armpits or your arms. Like it's a genuinely really good razor. It's just particularly good for your balls because it's not going to cut you. Yeah. It's for sensitive areas like that little package of joy that you call your scrotum. Yeah. It's a package of joy. It's your happy meal. Mm. And we want to give you a toy. Absolutely. So go to manscaped.com with the code word Brisbane. Brisbane's the name of the city. And uh, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. So, uh, and your balls will thank you for that. So 20% off, free shipping with the code Brisbane at manscaped.com. And now, Henry, we talk about Greca. <laughs> Overpriced. You're racist to Why? Greek. Oh, admittedly, I don't love Greek food. Well, that's what that's racist. Is I it? love Greca. It's good food. I like Greeks. Halloumi. We didn't get halloumi in the banquet. I feel like I did. No, we didn't. You've named one thing. We went there for George's 21st a few weeks ago. Massive lunch. and $60 banquet. No. Yeah, well, that is true. $60 banquet. I was anticipating your next point about not getting enough bang for buck. Oh, I got heaps of bang for absolute buck. Absolute ripoff. I don't think Absolute have. Well, explain. The cost of a couple of olives, a bit of bread... Bit of tzatziki, bit of chilies, bit of fish soup, and then a little smidgen of lamb. Oh, I reckon it'd run them like fourteen dollars a head, if that. I think it's such a have. If this banquet and it's subtle, because if this banquet was priced at forty dollars, I go, yeah, great, worth it. Sixty. Think about what you can get for sixty bucks at another restaurant. Um, think about what you can get for sixty bucks at Pecafino's. I'd be full. I'd be too full. I wouldn't want to spend that. I like that. I sp- I pay for. So you want? No, you don't. Yeah, don't. You're the stingiest person I know. Not, you don't like that you pay more for food. less food at all. Not when it comes to Greek food. 
because the Greek <laughs> people are famously not stingy. Yeah. <laughs> famously, <laughs> famously, famously love giving they're, they're their money, loose, especially to the government. Um, Nonna loves that stuff. I just think Greek is a bit of a have. Now, the food's actually very good. I think it's great. But $60 for a banquet. Yeah. You've got to ask. See, a lot of it you're paying for the experience of being in a nice restaurant with no, no, the you're water not. right there. No, you're not, because their a la carte menu I do think is quite for good value and is quite good. There's also a service fee on top of the banquet. <laughs> not, to, not to come in <laughs> not and give you a little bit of ammunition. Not to tell me too much. But there, wa- there was a service yeah, fee in on Australia top of Australia where banquet. we don't have a culture of tipping, they whacked a bloody 10% service fee on everything. But hey, you can't put a price on what a lovely day that was. Yeah, I think the atmosphere of Gregory is, is great. In my no, no, I just... The atmosphere... You, you just have a food problem. A, fo- a food base. Oh, the atmosphere is wonderful. The drinks are great. My main problem is like, on the menu, you can order the thing of lamb for yourself for 32 bucks... Have money left over for a Spanakopita, 18 bucks. You're full at 50 and you've eaten some of the best food you've ever had. Yeah, okay, fair. Being forced into like pickled chilies and olives for like three of your five courses, I was like, oh, there's a bit of a half. Yeah, no. I, I for one, thought the food was very good. I was very full. I thought the atmosphere was great. I thought the service was quite good and had a good wine selection. Good uh, wine I selection. A, I, I will say this in defense of our, our vegetarian friends, um, a very funny thing they did was they were like, oh, oh, you're, you're vegetarian. Yeah, don't worry, we have our vegetarian options on the banquet. I just, like, didn't serve them the meat. <laughs> so, like, it, it, the, so banquet, the banquet inevitably involved, like, a salad. Mm. But the plan was just to have that salad. Yeah, fair. Big fan of that sort of strong-arming of vegetarian. I like that a lot. I went there um, before Georgia's 21st, a different time. And similarly, we got the banquet, and I, at that time as well, really, really liked it. Thought it was great food. And then I also I would compare it to Hellenica in the Greek stakes. Okay. I think Hellenica's better. Okay. I haven't been to Hellenica. It's more I'll say this, it's more adventurous. What Greco does well is it's just like dead set Greek food. Greco have done a very good job of just positioning themselves as if it's an occasion. Yeah. Oh, we're going to Greco. Like it's it's up there with whether price, quality, etc. is in the top tier. It is one where you're like, oh, we're going to Greco. It's a Christmas party. It's an important They've birthday. It's an anniversary. themselves weirdly well as lunch, not dinner. Really well. I, I would say lunch is their dominant thing in the same way that I'd never go to like Happy Boy for lunch. No. You go there for dinner. Went there for breakfast. Really? Yeah, they do breakfast. Oh. Is it good? Yeah, it was great. But we're not talking about that today. Not today. But we were at Greco. It was a smaller group. And we got there for a Christmas lunch. I think it was me and yeah. Isaac and a few other people. And they had a power outage. You're kidding. In Greco. It might have been the whole wharves, but they had a power outage for 90 minutes. And they couldn't really make anything. They didn't have gas. They didn't have anything. So they like <laughs> basically gave us just bread and olives Great. for like an hour and a half. Oh, it helps because my other gripe with the banquet was they give you one server bread and no more. Nice restaurants. There should be a subtly unlimited amount of bread. So they were basically just like piles of the bread, which is good. But then it's so they do beers because I guess taps aren't really connected nah. to electricity. No, no, they couldn't do beers. Oh, that's they sucks. couldn't do beers. They couldn't do anything. So we're basically sitting oh, there why? sweating because it's December seven. Oh Jesus! So we're like uh, just drenched in our own sweat essentially, and then like the power came back on, and just no compensation, not even a free drink. Are you serious? Nothing like that. So I was a little, I was a little bit annoyed with with Greco that day. I will admit. Mm. But anyway, I got my problems. It was bloody. And now we turn to the Saturday afternoon. I don't know what this is. You wrote this down. I don't know what it is. You just wrote down the Saturday afternoon. I thought that was when we tried to get into um, Mr. Percival's. Oh, we covered the Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I think we've already done that. Well, let's talk about 
Oh, this. We tried to, um, when I was back at Nova, we tried to get an outside broadcast at Howard Smith Wharves. And we were like setting up the stage. Well, no, sorry, we weren't setting up the stage. We were going down to talk about the potential to set up the stage there. Yeah. And we were having, um, oh, what's that rapper's name? Illy. Illy was going to be there. <laughs> what's that Australian icon's name? Oh, yeah, Illy. Illy. So Illy was going to come along and sing. And then we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the wharves. It's definitely, I mean, just indicative of that time in Brisbane as well, as I think it still is. It's like, where's the best place in Brisbane we could do something? We want it to be iconic and memorable. Howardsmith Wharves was the go to. Mm. And then so we were like, oh, we'll go. And we had a meeting with them and just ruthlessly unhelpful. And then oh, they really? were like, yeah. So they were like, we were like, oh, we're going to set up the stage in this area and stuff. But obviously, we need to get there quite early. And Illy's mates, as in his band, had to come and like sound check. So we're like, we need to do a sound yeah. check early. We'll make it as quiet as possible. And they were like, oh, the sound can't be above, at that time, 60 decibels or something. Oh, you can't sound check. And we were like, oh, well, that's that's like talking at this level that we are right now. And this is like, probably yeah. louder than 60 decibels. Yeah, 100%. And they were like, oh, well, the council needs to like be there to Wait, approve what it and stuff like that. Well, we would have been there at like before five oh. sort of thing. And they're like- Who lives there? Well, there's like apartments up on the cliffs that they were like, oh, people will hear that. And then basically they were just making the point of like the council see us as a cash cow because it's such a big precinct that there's so many rooms for... Like they want... The council wanted it to be like a smoke-free venue entirely. They wanted the whole precinct to be smoke-free. And people were just like, you know, the Howardsmith Wars people were like, oh, well, that's not going to happen. That's completely unrealistic. I couldn't tell you where the smoke is at Howardsmith Wars. I think it's like around the back near those like weird red light toilets. Oh, like the neon. You feel like you've gone into frigging Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. That weird area. But anyway, they I wanted to see my mum behind a plain glass window. <laughs> but then we, we basically, like, were talking to the people and they were just deferring us from manager to manager. Like, every assistant manager, nothing to say about it and stuff like that. It was just, like, incredibly difficult. Um, but, yeah, they were just being like, yeah, the council see us as a chance to raise revenue because ah. there's so many ways we can... Uh, we can uh, fuck up essentially because it's such a big place. But so we didn't do it there. We did it at the so Bricky Creek. Like, we did it at the Bricky Creek Hotel. Oh, equally iconic for mine. So much more terrible strike. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but equally iconic. Yeah, a good one. So uh, we went to Bricky Creek and said, but Wolves missed out on having they missed out time. on Illy. Um, now, Henry, a yeah. final note on contemporary Howardsmith Wolves. Yeah. In the next ten years, we're going to see a colossal battle between Queens Wharf and Howardsmith Wharves. Yeah, Queens Wharf opening in twenty twenty two. Their first bar is opening above the river next week. Yeah, uh, like near QT Botanic Bar. I can't wait for the competition between these two river spots for who's going to dominate the Brisbane entertainment scene. Who do you think? I think Queenslanders and Brisbane people are really loyal and don't like change. Yeah. I think Howard Smith Wars will still have the edge. I think I think so too. It's Queen's Wharf is going to feel too much like I mean it's a casino doing the development. Yeah. Howard Smith Wars is at least just a conglomerate of like investors and developers who are just property developers in Brisbane like mm. it's not some massive casino backed entity. I think the casino thing will turn people off. Yeah. Also, it's much nicer to have a view of like Kangaroo Point and the New Farm Cliffs than like QPAC. Mm. Which is what the view of Queen's Wolves will be. Oh, look, they're doing Wicked again. Yeah. Oh, look, Jersey Boys is back for the 18th time. I wonder if big girls cry this time. No. No. Oh, look. Look at Mormon. <laughs> You're kidding. Back again. There we go. We should go for Father's Day. But before we settle the Battle of Queen's v. Howard Smith Wolves, mm. 
I've got to ask one question, Henry. Yes. It's been on everyone's lips. Does Howard Smith Wolves fuck? This is so tough, Henry. Yeah. Because there's a lot of hot people. There's a very sexy energy in the air. But how much time is spent drinking and taking photos v fucking? I think it fucks, though. It's hard for me. I think despite everything, Howard Smith Wolves fucks. I've never got the energy from it that anyone pulls there. I think it's already... I know people who've pulled from there. Really? Name him. Looking at one. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. um, Certainly have not. I think... Are we? Maybe. I don't know. It just strikes me as a place where I you'd go with someone you're, with you're either already friends. getting with or like you'd go on a date. <sighs> I guess it, it also... I reckon it, it definitely... I reckon it definitely puts the hand on the lower back. House of the Walls has a big hand on lower back, quick kiss at the bar. And that's just I mean, what you do. No, but I've never done that. That's what you did at Greco for like... Four hours with my girlfriend. I'm yeah. talking about like these are like people. Oh, just like met. people you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like there's early dates yeah. going on. People who I I get it to be a big, big Tinder spot. Big, big Tinder spot. True. But how many of those are? How many are you converting those? I think maybe those are getting converted, yeah. but I don't know if converting I, a Tinder I, date fast. And I definitely, I definitely think it's a place where you go with somewhat of a settled group of friends. It's not like going out in the valley where there's a back. There's a part of your mind that just sort of expects to run into people. Like, I expect to run into everyone at House Smith Wars. But at the end of the day, it's a place where you've got your table. Even before COVID, you've got your table and you're generally sitting there. There's no dance floor. No. Huge part there, of it there's is there's no, no dance floor. There's no obvious spot to stand and mingle, mm. except for going to and from getting a beer. Uh, I don't know. I think sheer weight of numbers it fucks, but I don't feel good saying it. Yeah. I think if there was a dance floor, do you think they'll develop a club? Do you think that's on the on the cards? It's the only oh, thing they're missing. To, that's what they're missing. They've got a lot of restaurants. They've got a big, big. But I don't know if they brewery. view that as their target market. Where they put it as well, in the pirate ship. I think they just, call it like they call it like ahoy, ahoy, yeah, yeah, or first mate. Yeah, that's fun. First mate nightclub or um, like talk the plank. Oh yeah, drink the plank. The wax sparrow. I don't know. That's fun. Like, let's get whack. You know how people say that. Will turnt. Up. Oh, that's sick. That's fun. But yeah, I... Davy Bones. <laughs> I think on balance it fucks. Yeah, I it's think... It's certainly yeah. got... Look, it's got a super sexy anything it, nap and energy. Sexy. But I agree. It's definitely sexy. It hasn't got an unpredictable energy. There's never a night there where I've gone where it's been unpredictable is no. what I'd say. Because I, I think... Most nights at Howsmith Wolves go exactly like how I expect them to, which is very much at strength. Yeah, me too. Because I always have a good time there. But I do think like it is in the kind of place where there's lots of stories developing of like it was this loose... And then we went here night. and then we went there and we're then I there, ran into yeah. so and so. Yeah, that's very true. You just see lots of people and then... It's so pleasant and fun and sexy and lighthearted. Mm. I don't know. I'm going to say it fucks, but this is one of the tightest calls I've ever had. I'm going to say it fucks in the summer and it dates in the winter. The first ever seasonal fucking decision. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Well, Henry, somehow we've got almost an hour out of one single bar. God forbid the Valley episode. It's oh. going to be something epic. It's going to be, be, a, it's going to be live. It'll be like a three. Valley episode's got to be live. I think it'll be a three-parter and oh, one yeah. of them will be live. Something like that. I don't know. We'll talk about this off air. But very exciting that we're going into iconic locations. You know what I want now, Henry? Mm. I just want to get a beer at Felons. I'd love to get a beer at Felons. It's quite late. I don't think it's open. But God, now I just feel like a beer at Felons. I I feel like sitting on the grass there, kicking back. People don't do that much there. 
No. Not, uh, it's a perfect spot for bean bags. There's, a, there's a lot bean of bean bag. bags there. Beans. A bit of beans, which is fun. I went to Kmart the other day and you can just buy a bag of a thousand bean bag like beans. Yeah, oh God, it'd be a ripping prank to just buy your bag of a thousand, walk into Jack's room, pair of scissors, open it up on his bed. He's still cleaning those out of your room months later. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> um, we do it. Yes, yeah, sick. Uh, all right, well, thanks for Keep listening, everyone. Any iconic spots, you know, in two years' time, we'll be talking about Queen's Wharf. But now we wanted to talk about Howardsmith Wharves. Cat mm. tickets to the miscreants. Henry and I will not be recording UV next week. We will be doing comedy live at Backdock Arts. Get tickets. It's 20 bucks. It's a bloody bargain. It's cheaper than we used to charge tickets to UV and Loser. So, yeah, come along. Come along. It's going to be a great time. See you very soon, guys. Won't see you next week. Uh, see you at the miscreants. And then we'll be back with another special.